0: Who's taking the Yeah, who's taking the intro? I thought
1: Yeah, you do it, Charlie. You weren't here for the last one. Yeah
0: Hey, hey, it's the official Introduce yourself. Hey, it's Charles of the Official Podcast. This is episode three hundred and eight, perhaps, somewhere in that ballpark. We're joined by a special guest whom I didn't get the pleasure of meeting last time. Windagoon is back. Welcome
2: back. Yeah, thank you boys so much for having me back on. I had a great time last time. Uh, One of the best podcasts I've been on, and I mean it, I swear. Uh, And it's great to uh, finally meet Charlie. Big fan of uh, his content and all your all's as well. So yeah, uh, thank you all for having me on. Appreciate it.
0: And we're all a big fan of you, and I think it's very nice that you came back. And I now get to partake in this because that was one of the few episodes <laughs> that I had to miss because I was on a road
2: trip. Ah, yeah, big man doing b- Mister Business stuff and whatnot.
1: Nope,
0: big
3: man no, with a phobia just a, of flying. He
0: was scared. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm get past that.
2: The phobia of flying.
3: <laughs> the biggest of men.
0: A very brave man turning down a two-hour flight for a 19-hour or 22-hour road
3: trip.
2: Jesus, really? I've flown like three times in my life and everyone's been against my will so I can relate.
0: That's my boy. You see that? You see that? Another rational thinker. You also hate hate planes?
2: Oh, so much. I took a flight to, um, from Tennessee to Fort Myers, Florida, which is like a Two and a half hour flight. Uh, I did it once, and the other four times I've been there, I've driven. The like, uh, I think it's a sixteen hour drive. So yeah. yeah,
0: Three God times damn. I've been like,
2: yeah, that's way better, way better than flying. What?
4: <laughs> <laughs> you guys
2: are insane. Uh, yeah. Every time I, I fly, it's it's like a, a trial of will. I hate it.
3: Well, it's it, not, yeah, it is. It's, it fucking sucks, but like. It's two hours compared to sixteen hours in the car. It's yeah. to, it kind of pays you, you,
0: off. You can't compare it like that because the memories you make over those sixteen <laughs> hours are priceless. <laughs> you yeah. got memories. Of memories. Things, though.
1: I, I love those memories. By hour four, you're remembering you could have flown, and by hour six, you're remembering <laughs> yeah. what it was like to be having fun at that moment. It's
4: great. Oh, it was so it was so awesome when I got highway hypnosis, but then
1: yeah. I saw a cow. <laughs> yeah well after hour
2: 10s whenever the uh the elf people start coming out on the side of the road and they're my best friends i never get to see them (laughs) okay
4: charlie like all right so the flight from europe to america is roughly from where i am like nine Ten ish hours. so
3: you can drive you, that, okay. Yeah, well, that's not. Fair. Come on, drive. that's
1: not that bad. You can drive. You can well. drive across the ocean. It's fine. You can take a boat. <laughs> you can drive. Take a boat. Take a train. So,
4: what would it take for you to undertake that journey, Charlie? Immortality, uh, perhaps, or
0: about like yeah. A-
4: yeah. <laughs> so
0: not, <laughs> not even immortality. Like if someone could tell me how I died and confirm it's not on a plane, I'd be really confident going on planes. <laughs>
5: I, you so be really cool. confident.
1: If someone confirmed via like soothsayer that you were going to die not on a plane, you'd still have some doubts of whether or not you should get on a plane.
0: It's true. Like I'd have no way of knowing <laughs> if they're being honest or not. They could just be lying. <laughs>
3: Wait, Charlie. Okay, so what if they, the person, the soothsayer or whatever, guaranteed that you weren't going to die on the flight, but they also guaranteed that it was going to be a terrifying
2: flight full of turbulence? <laughs> oh, that's a, fine. Just a disturbing event. <laughs> yeah, you'd be fine with that. It, yeah, if, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. If I know I for a fact I'm not going to die, that takes it out of it. Now, if the soothsayer said something like, oh, a heart attack, that doesn't answer my question. True. Oh, true. true. Right, Point. because now, then is it's that, just like, oh no, that could almost definitely be the plane.
1: Is that why you're afraid of planes, Windagoon? you had a soothsayer say, like, an ambiguous death prophecy, and you just don't want to risk it on a plane?
2: I've said too much. Well, guys, thanks for having me on the podcast, i <laughs> friend. <laughs> um, th- no, I just, I hate the idea of not being in control of my own death, right? Mm. Like, if I'm driving a car, and I, like, you know, the, the highway trolls convince me to steer into a cracker barrel that's on me right like mm. i'm in full control of that but if i'm in a plane and the captain up there falls asleep which is apparently an epidemic that's happening i yeah. th- th- i have no say in that it's just over
1: now now let me ask you two something then would you guys ride a bus i mean i do <laughs> from time to yeah. time
0: not if not if they had a choice in you know? it ideally i, don't- I- wouldn't ride a bus but i feel a little better on buses because even if the driver falls asleep it's a pretty it's a pretty strong sturdy vehicle that you know isn't guaranteed well, my to thing kill is, everyone
4: <laughs> the argument you can make about buses and trains as well is at least they're on the ground the thing that makes me uncomfortable yeah. about planes is okay there is no escape like on a bus even if there is a crash or the bus driver falls asleep okay i just get off right they even have the little hammers that you can use to break the windows and get out. Like, it's not that big of a deal, but if there's something wrong with the plane, that goes straight down 30,000 fucking yeah, feet.
3: they don't have those little
2: hammers on the planes, do oh, they? Oh,
1: yeah, they should. No. Yeah, which
3: is weird.
2: Yeah, they should yeah, have parachutes. Do yeah, why, why don't they see... have hammers on planes? Why don't do they, they have parachutes? Stop
1: that. Yeah, something. Hang gliders in the back.
2: I like how Charlie's argument against... Uh, like the reason he's okay with buses is because if he gets in a fight with another vehicle or pedestrian, he'll win. Yeah, <laughs> he's still well, another it yeah.
1: bus. How often have you been in an airplane fight? Maybe you're in a really big plane. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but the only fight you have with an airplane, an airplane is with the, airplane. with the ground, and you're, you're losing that every time. <laughs> the,
2: the, the ground's currently yeah. like 8,000 and 0 on that one. <laughs> the ground I don't is undefeated. Anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was that one girl who fell from, like, cruising altitude and lived.
3: Yeah, I don't believe those stories. I feel like it's
2: made up. No, no, well, no, no. All, See, The only I reason I believe remember. her is, like, almost every bone in her body was broken.
1: And I totally believe it, because after a certain height, you're not going to fall any faster. Yeah, you
2: know, yeah but there's, whether there's, whether there's you total fall, velocity,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. Thing, whether you fall from a plane or a really high building, it's the same, like, speed. So I can yeah. totally believe her surviving Which match. is generally above the speed required to kill a human being. That's True, but it's not like a speed that's gonna liquefy your bones on impact. Like, you're... Yeah. Well, maybe, you know, you'll take a like, hard hit. Maybe
4: all the other dead bodies just dampen into her fall a little.
3: <laughs>
5: oh,
4: no. <laughs> I just... just, I just
3: I don't understand how like some people can die by just
0: falling over the wrong, and then this woman like falls from a fucking plane and survives. It's I don't get it luck, Jackson. She didn't fall and just hit like a, a yeah. spike luck. in the floor or like like flat concrete. Luck. She hit like a bunch of trees. Yeah, my friend. If if I survived a plane crash stopped. of that
4: magnitude, I would start a religion and I would be successful at it. People would pray to me because I I have oh, the yeah, best sure. story. I was personally guarded by God. Give me yeah. your money. Do you women. think she ever
3: took another flight after that?
1: Probably uh, not. Probably, I Probably. I not. Cause, cause because she did the thing that every human being in that situation would do. She sat down and read the death statistics and all of the safety information and said, you know what? That was very improbable. I think I'll get on a plane right now. <laughs> yeah, There's no way any of that should ever <laughs> yeah, because Every time you get on a <laughs> plane, they give you the whole <laughs> spiel. Like, uh,
4: I, in case of an emergency, the uh, masks will come down and there's a life vest under your seat and just lean forward and buckle your heads. And it's like, this isn't going to help me when we crash down. Buckle like, your head? At every
1: angle. Well, they tell you how to lean forward and basically get a yeah, like, semi... in between your knees Oh, or I, something. Thought, I thought yeah. you meant like how you had the seatbelt. You put one all around your head as well to hold it in place. Shake <laughs> <Check> yourself out.
5: <laughs>
4: no, they Have just you tell you to cons- go into a... Kind of a fetus position, a fetal position.
2: Right, yeah. right. Have you seen that conspiracy theory that that position's made to just kill the passenger? <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. No, <laughs> a, so- I, I haven't heard of that one. Sense. Okay, so, so you know how the pose is, you put your head down between your knees and like hands mm-hmm. on the back of your head? Alright, so the idea, the conspiracy, is that that's a death position, because since you have your head or your neck, right where your spine is, in the chair in front of you, whenever the plane makes impact, that jolt is just going to snap your neck. And the conspiracy <laughs> is the reason airline companies do that is so they won't get sued after a plane yeah. crash. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a shit. pretty, yeah, that's a
3: pretty fun
0: conspiracy. <laughs> it
2: but makes it, but sense. I always think fa- about that. Families like, like, loved ones favorite. that
3: die can still sue, right?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yes. the, you'll still get sued. But that's my favorite thing to tell random strangers I get on the flights with. <laughs> if I have a bad time, I want to make sure they have a bad time.
3: <laughs> they should really hire that girl as like a plane crash safety instructor. She should visit like every plane she didn't, and, and give the spiel. She
0: didn't really she do anything to save herself. It's just getting lucky. I don't remember her exact. Wow, way to discredit her. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, but she didn't have some kind of secret <laughs> technique to or skill.
2: Her. If. If she, I remember she correctly, exactly she do. like did some landscaping on the way down. She took out a ton of treetops, like curved <laughs> through the shrubs. The she trees was are apparently a giant lawnmower for 20 seconds.
0: The trees are apparently like really good at saving lives when it comes to a fall. Like I, I always think of trees as being like unforgivingly hard. But when you're falling from high up, each of those branches slows your impact pretty pretty significantly from what I've read. It's gonna hurt. It, yeah, it hurts, but like it's it does save people's lives. There was a ske- also
3: there is a difference between branches, obviously, and the trunk because slamming yeah. into the trunk would probably kill you.
1: Yeah, or skewering yourself on the middle, like impaled on a giant tree spear. <laughs> True, that would there, also be pretty also bad. That. <laughs> yeah, like don't do that. Is what I'm saying. I'm helping save lives.
2: Yeah, they do work pretty well. I have a friend who's an EMS worker over in North Carolina, and there's a cliff over there. That's a famous I don't know how g- much you guys are on terms of service at this podcast uh, commit self exit game. You know,
5: mm. um, there's oh, a cliff right. over
2: in North Carolina that's known for that. And he normally works the accidents, but they had one guy survive because he jumped. And this cliff's like several hundred feet in the air. And um, he lived by just breaking both of his arms because he fell into a tree. It's like hit all the oh. limbs on the way
1: down and no, was an relatively intro. fine. <laughs> yeah. We don't like Be to say he lived. We don't like to say he lived. We like to say he failed.
4: Yeah. Dude, if you're going to Be kill better. yourself, you have to make sure it actually goes through.
1: You don't want to survive yeah. that. Yeah.
3: yeah. Well, well that what's the miserable. statistic?
1: Like 99% of survivors say they regretted it and d- would never do it again. Yeah. Or some well, yeah, absurd they, they, number. They
3: say like, oh, like when someone jumps off a building or whatever, like their yeah. only thoughts are how much they wish they didn't do
0: it. Yeah. But how do you know? Probably like from survivors who survived. They're like, damn, wish I didn't do that. Like, they're not. Yeah. We yeah, were yeah, not speculating. You
2: got to ask them really quick. They have a reporter. As
1: they're falling,
2: <laughs> as they're falling
1: <laughs> yeah. they hold out a little check box. Do you regret this? this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so as they're falling they have a reporter on a bungee cable like following them down writing a story he springs back up to the top the bungee
0: steps with a mic
2: (laughs) he's just upside down tie waving in the wind i'm sorry i'm i'm just here to document i can't interact
1: tie waving but his bowler hat stays on perfectly he's got a perfect little suit
2: (laughs) his bowler hat (laughs) this is in the 1930s for some reason <laughs> journalists haven't <laughs>
1: changed in 100 years what can i say
2: <laughs> bro if like journalists still wore bowler hats my respect for them would be much higher
3: <laughs> it all went downhill after the bowler hat disappeared
1: dude yeah, what happened to our society we used to wear hats in public that just used to be the thing you always wore a hat now People's, no one wears a hat like that. What? What are you talking?
0: Everybody? What? People, no, one, everybody no one wears like and hats like that. Fashion
1: just changed. <laughs> wear yeah, I mean, sports about? hats and shit, not like like old timey like, like nice hats and stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're not walking around in top fashion? hats. Yeah, exactly. Why not? They're cool.
3: Yeah, yeah why? Why didn't start? the top hats adj- like adapt with the times? Why? Why didn't yeah. they get like I, all these cool panels on it, like Chanel stuff? insanely
2: impractical.
0: Yeah, probably.
3: Like, every time
2: you go through a doorway, you have to limbo. But they're cool,
3: you know. How did people do it back in the day? I guess they took the took the top hats off whenever they would well, enter yeah, into a building. That
2: was the thing—you never wore a hat inside. True. So well, then it we can bring that back. back still, like it a work. Yeah. Let's and then start wearing. You're like in a place. You can use it as like a popcorn bucket.
1: Let's That's start wearing really like top hats and trilbies. And yeah, you yeah, first, yeah, buddy. Yeah. You start. <laughs> they look great. If, if you no, still we'll have a girlfriend see. by tomorrow,
4: I'll
2: try. <laughs> we'll follow your lead. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't think no, we're we'll
0: cool see. enough to bring this fashion trend back ourselves. When to be I'm honest. the most
1: dapper man at the haberdashery. You're gonna be jealous.
3: <laughs> yeah. When did it? When? What was the time period where it disappeared, and what caused it?
2: It was probably, like, the 50s, whenever hairstyles so, became more popular than hats.
1: Yeah, I, I think the rise of, like, the individualistic movement, like the hippies of the 60s and things like that, really killed it.
2: Yeah, the hippies mm-hmm. ruined
1: everything. Yeah, those fucks.
2: That or people were just shell-shocked from World War II. hmm Anytime they put something <laughs> on their head, they just started screaming.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, World War II was a little important. In what, yeah, hat just fashion? fashion? a little bit. <laughs> For a lot of things, you know, there were some things that were decided from World War II.
2: Yeah, I guess just, just a few. But mostly hat fashion. Mostly <laughs> hat mostly fashion. It was
4: all about hat fashion. That's what, That's what that guy was so
1: mad about, right? <laughs> yeah, he liked that. He had their little hats! He saw them going into the synagogue with their little no, hats, and he was no. just pissed he couldn't wear oh, them. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs>
2: That's your next video, hugbees.
1: Uh, <laughs> the real reason for <laughs>
0: World War II. Yeah, I'm just imagining... That. Yeah, I'm, that should be
1: a banger. I'm <laughs> just imagining Hitler is like a Tom and Jerry villain, and he's like crumpling his plans and being like, I'll wear those hats if it's the last thing I do.
2: <laughs> quote of the day, Hitler's like a Tom and Jerry
1: villain. <laughs> I mean, knowing oh. that show, he probably was at some point. Well, he was, was a, a uh, Warner. He was a Warner Brothers villain for a long time. Daffy Duck yeah, and fucking uh, Bugs Bunny fucked with I the mean, Nazis Tom constantly. And Jerry is Warner Bro? Wait, is it Warner Brothers? I think it's MGM. Yeah. I don't.
2: Yeah, oh, it's Who definitely with the MGM. line
4: title? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. Yeah, yeah probably MGM.
2: Warner Brothers. I think. I, guess. think well, I think I mean, Warner Brothers say, did it's buy not them. like
4: Hitler. Isn't a copyrighted figure, so anyone can use him as a villain. Thankfully.
3: Yeah, he's public access yeah. or whatever it's called. I mean, Disney did when it, they, too.
1: There's that famous um, Donald Duck cartoon where he becomes what? a Nazi and he's like, this sucks. And that's what makes him not <laughs> like okay. the German army. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Those uh, old
2: war cartoons so, are so wild. Sorry, so apparently
1: uh, MGM did create or I guess own uh, Tom and Jerry. And then in 2006, Warner Brothers bought the rights to them. Okay. Yeah. Is Did that include in the rise to Hitler? <laughs> <laughs>
2: in 2006, Warner Brothers bought Hitler.
3: Put that on the wikipedia Yeah. The value is going to rise
0: exponentially.
2: <laughs> yeah, I bought my Hitler stock, hoping it goes up anytime now. <laughs> <laughs> By the was dump. Hitler was Hitler
3: a popular name before Hitler? Adolf, <laughs> like, did, did, did was. Adolf was. Well Adolf, yeah. yeah. And
2: it's it just doesn't exist anymore. There's a bunch of people I read about for, like, research for videos that, like, were, like, Germanic or in the area, and, like, you know, late 1800s, and a ton of them are named Adolf, and I'm like, wow, that's inconvenient.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's unlucky. He also ruined <laughs> a mustache.
2: Yeah, I oh. that's- it's impressive how
3: bad a person could be that they ruin a name and a mustache. That mustache <laughs> used to be pretty
1: common. and
4: then It's inspirational. What if Charlie one day just ruined white shirts for the whole human species? <laughs> <season?
2: laughs> <So laughs> that's a really
1: good question. If Charlie commits a horrible act, something horrendous, what do you think he'll ruin? Long hair, hats, white shirts? I don't think that can happen anymore now. No, no
2: it, it absolutely can. I, Charlie, I don't know if you recognize the authority you have over white t-shirts. <laughs> oh, maybe, on YouTube.
5: Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Damn.
2: No, the, the, like a few months ago, I started a stream and I was wearing a white t-shirt. And I was like, can you guys see me? The entire chat, Charlie clone, Charlie clone. You want to be critical, uh, Charlie clone. <laughs>
1: oh. oh, man.
0: Yeah, maybe I just don't realize the power behind the, the white shirts here. Maybe. Yeah, you need to mix it up a bit. But I feel like I'm already competing with cults at the moment. Like, I don't know who really has the stranglehold on white shirts, to be honest. Cults.
2: <laughs> You're directly competing well, with the Evans Gate yeah. <laughs> Those
4: bastards. I mean, Hitler didn't ruin. It's competition. Hitler didn't have a monopoly on the mustache, I assume, before he did everything. So only after you commit the horrific crime
0: do you get credit true. for the white I don't shirts. think that... True, 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 I just true, true, don't think that mustache true. was ever popular. I've never it seen
1: was. that...
3: It was, it yeah, absolutely
1: it was. was yeah. Charlie Chaplin, his whole character wore that, right. yep. well, to make yep. fun of Hitler. I thought I didn't think no, that was just his normal not mustache. Not even close. No, 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 no. no. Chaplin no. predates
2: Hitler. So, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't think of it that way. Charlie Chaplin was, was like, in ten
1: years, guy. the guy I'm making fun of. You'll see him. It'll be really funny. <laughs> he, I didn't. He's Mustard Dallas. It's a good one.
2: I thought Charlie it was Chaplin was Nostradamus. That explains his, his short film,
1: The Twin Towers. <laughs> you know his famous short film. Everyone's heard of it.
2: <laughs> I literally can't tell if you're posting me.
1: <laughs> <I can't.
2: laughs> you know. <laughs> what a great start to a podcast (laughs) already made how many hitler jokes per minute
4: yeah Yeah. look hitler jokes are funny he's just funny i'm sorry but plus that's a good sign we can finally move to clowning on him he's not a serious figure and he shouldn't be taken as such i was watching the kingsman or the king's man i don't know what the fucking title is the last one that came out Mm -hmm. have you guys seen the uh, post credit scene where they introduce Hitler, and it's such a goofy scene, like okay, this is where we are now, so he is a literal cartoon character <laughs> that they're going to introduce in the next movie, and Adolf Hitler's gonna have a fight scene in this like big franchise that's great <laughs>
1: <laughs> didn't um didn't wolfenstein the newer one do something similar where hitler was like an old man like pooping himself he was
0: like he was like a senile old man like pissing in buckets in public and shit like that Yeah, but that one
1: makes sense because wolfenstein is like
0: an alternate history where the Mm nazis won
4: well even the germans finally my god they're the most humorless boring dumbass people on earth even they're finally having some fun with it um there's a movie called look who's Back and it's about Adolf Hitler getting resurrected in, like, the 2020s. And he just basically drives—it's a comedy movie, and he just drives around his nation and gets dunked on by everyone. <laughs> it's a fun movie, though.
2: <laughs> i never watched it, but the clips from it are pretty funny, from what I've seen. Didn't yeah, Taika Waititi same.
0: make that movie of Hitler as a tooth fairy or something? <laughs> what? Oh, oh,
1: Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit.
3: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. No.
1: Yeah. Which I got excited you because you when, I, say, you when I first heard about it, I thought it was a new JoJo's Bizarre Adventure movie. <laughs> and that when I found out it was different. very different. Now, both involve Hitler, but not in the way the same way. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, JoJo's Part 2 has Nazis in it. A lot of people don't realize oh, that.
2: Did. I've yeah. never seen JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but that was not what I expected to be
1: in the show. It's a great show. because oh, do you
4: watch? Go ahead. Sorry, do you watch anime at all, uh, Isaiah? Because, I don't know why, but the Japanese are, like, obsessed with German culture. At least from all the animes I've seen. It's either, uh, oh like, no. Germanic <laughs> <laughs> is or not Nazis.
5: <laughs> I know.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> JoJo's is a, JoJo's is a fun Because part one, part one is basically Castlevania. It's it's like vampires and fucking zombies and all this shit. And then part 2 just goes straight to Nazis in <laughs> 1945 doing Nazi science and it's like no, the show's great. It's pretty fucking amazing.
2: Now that you point that out, there's a lot of anime <laughs> that has oh no, that all connects. Um yeah, well, so it's, I, it's, I really it's, like it's,
4: go ahead, sorry. No, no, you go ahead.
2: My bad. I was going to say I really like like Attack on Titan. Um uh-huh. I that new cyberpunk series was pretty good. I don't watch. Yeah, the cyberpunk. Anyway, yeah, it was good. What I have seen, mm. I like. Gotcha.
4: Yeah. Um. Those are also the examples. Well, I haven't seen a cyberpunk one, but Attack on Titan, heavy Germanic themes. Um. I've seen Helsing Ultimate. I think you've mm-hmm. watched that too, right, Charlie? Yeah, it's A lot of Nazi great. stuff. Mm-hmm. And the funniest part to me, though, is as, as much as obsessed they are with Germans, they really don't care enough to hire any german like people to work on their anime like attack on titan has all of these songs at intros with german lyrics but it's a japanese person singing them in completely broken german to the point it's unrecognizable and it's so fucking hysterical listening to it sometimes it's like you can could have
1: gotten a singer on fiverr to do this for you and would have been better but to be fair it's anime. to be fair Japanese culture with how xenophobic and self-centralized they are they probably literally considered that and then went nah a Japanese guy could do it better <laughs> maybe <laughs> or at least cheaper yeah. oh yeah cheaper for sure
2: oh. most of the uh like main characters in Attack on Titan are German if I recall correctly because like Aaron's German uh Reinhardt's German Told, they're all like German mm-hmm. names and German names. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And German influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And also season four when it's literally just
1: Germany. <laughs> Speaking of German, would you guys maybe, Kaya, don't answer this question. Would you guys maybe want to learn German?
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm hmm. How about Spanish, French, or Italian? I'll yes. yes. Well, I would love to tell you about Babel which is going to let you choose from 14 different languages, including the four I just mentioned. And it's going to sit on your phone and say, hey, you chose your language? And you're going to say, yes, Babel," And it's going to say, well, it's time to learn it Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions thanks to its addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons you can finally cross learning a new language off your list i know what your list said watch every anime in existence get on a plane and not vomit and then number three right there learn a new language and i'm hoping that now is the time you can get started you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson and you're going to have their speech recognition technology, which will help you improve pronunciation and your accent. Many ways to learn with Babel, but the way that we're going to help you learn is going to come with a 20-day money-back guarantee. So if you hop on and you're not satisfied, somehow, you'll get 20 days to change your mind right now. Get up to 55% off of your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash official. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash official for up to 55% off of your subscription. Babbel, language for life. And there are many languages to pick from in this world. Many to think about, many to consider learning. But perhaps most importantly is the language of love. Which is why I want Charlie right now to talk about Adam and Eve.
0: Yeah, if you love yourself and love to feel good, you can find so many items to help you achieve that wonderful euphoric feeling. We're talking dildos, butt plugs, the whole nine. A catalog so robust you'll never find the same item twice. Just a million things to choose from. You can always get experimental and find new variations of similar things. Just an
1: absolute uh, library of Alexandria full of wonderful sex toys at Adam and Eve. That's right. And when you browse that library, hopefully no one's going to burn it down. Because as it stays standing right now, you can get 50% off of any one item with free shipping to the U.S. and Canada. Ooh, excuse me. Some exclusions apply. And you can get that with code DEFENSE. You're going to want to go to adamandeve.com, peruse what you want, say, hey, that looks like it would be good in me or on me or on someone else that I watch, however you want to use it. <laughs> 50% off any one item with free shipping to U.S. and Canada. Some exclusions apply with code defense. So you've learned a language and you've used it to seduce a hottie from another nation and you've gotten her back and you've used whatever Adam and Eve toy you found appropriate for that country. Well maybe now it's time to get get busy you know you're gonna you're gonna use a fun little toy with a with a out of this globe hottie but oh my god you haven't trimmed your pubic hair oh my god (gasps) not again why would you let this happen i always forget why wouldn't you use the performance package 4.0 from manscaped It's going to have the Signature lawnmower 4.0, which is an electric trimmer designed to trim hair on loose skin. It's going to have the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver, which is going to help you show off your 2022 self that are unique formulations to take care of the smelliest part of your body. They're going to throw in a travel bag. So if you are with this hottie toddy from another country, you can go back to visit her family and have a little bag to carry everything you need and anti-chafing boxer briefs. Because after your night of passion, You're going to definitely want something to take a little bit of the friction burn out of there. You know what I'm saying? They've also got Ultra Premium Body Wash. That's going to solve all your problems with your daily grooming routine. In the shower. Kick discomfort and poor hygiene to the curb this year and use the best tools for the job with Manscaped. And make sure when you do use Manscaped and you do a nice, clean, little, tidy job down there, you do it by going to manscaped.com and using code OFFICIAL because you're going to find yourself with 20% off and free shipping with that code. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use code OFFICIAL. New year, no pubes in 2022 with Manscaped. New year, new me. That's
3: right. right. Can there we talk go. about... That's the reason you came back, Windigoon, just to hear mm-hmm. the ads.
2: <laughs> <laughs> of course, I, was, I didn't get you. to hear them last time, and I'm glad I got to this time. That's mm-hmm. really cool that you all got your, um, like, name Dildos? to be uh, official, or oh. like the uh, the code yeah, at yeah. the end of it. Mm-hmm. That, that goes pretty hard, I dig that. Do you have ads yeah. like that Thank you. with a different name? Yeah, well, mine's always Windigoon. Right? Ah. So it was like forward slash windagoon. right? Mm-hmm. But since you're the official podcast, it's just official. Yeah. yeah
0: wait, wait why, why were you surprised by that,
3: Andrew?
1: <laughs> like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's interesting.
0: interesting. <laughs>
1: well,
2: no, I thought, I thought he was saying, like... What did you like, expect it was gonna be?
1: Well, I thought he was gonna say, like, mine's like, uh, manscaped.com slash bananas or, like, something unrelated.
2: <laughs> no, no. Well, I was just like... I was thinking it was cool that since you all are the official podcast, you get to be the official... Promo code. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's get cool you now.
1: Yeah, we we thought ahead. We thought ahead with this. We did have to one. do it
2: definitely.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I still remember
4: it. our original conversation of what the fuck should we call ourselves, and the idea of the official Minecraft podcast was actually a contender yeah. <laughs> yeah. as a joke. And well, we the, one, the
1: one Charlie never lets go that always cracks me up because imagine the universe where we called ourselves this the Stakeover. Yeah, I, I also such, remember that. That's such a <laughs> banger. Charlie, really and like, your God quote damn. was: "We combine the manliness of steak with a sleepover." God damn that
0: <laughs> shit! That's still I still think it's not too late for a rebrand. I'll just say it. <laughs> <That's>, that <laughs> does ste- go pretty
4: hard, all will <laughs> admit. That just be the official steakover? I like that though.
1: Yeah, we were we were talking about what to call the show, and eventually I just dropped. We should call the Minecraft podcast as a joke, and we were, almost went through with it. And then I went, wait, wait, wait. How about just the official podcast? then that stuck. That was the are good it, one.
4: Is, is that how it went? Or are you just yeah. retconning history to take credit for all of it?
1: Yeah. I <laughs> came up with the name. I did. We all brainstormed stormed it, and it did take like an hour. But I, I remember saying at the end, how about just the official podcast? Okay. I, I distinctly I'll, I'll remember that. <laughs> I will fight that to the death. So you, you made the decision at the end, but you didn't come up with it. I came up with the official Minecraft podcast, and then said, "Well, wait, how about just the official podcast?" I feel like so we Charlie can go back through our it.
0: Skype.
3: Re- yeah, I feel like we can go back to our <laughs> Skype records and find out definitively who came up with it. I'm, I'm pretty sure
0: it was Andrew. I, I mm. vaguely recall that. I remember Steak Beard and Steak Over. Both
3: yeah, of
2: those it, go fucking. Hard. I remember steak steak over, yeah. Beard?
4: Uh, yeah, that's
2: really beard bad. Whenever I start a podcast, I'm 100% stealing Stakeover.
1: You can have it. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Can can have it. Well.
1: Believe it or yeah, not, Wendy, three of the four of us don't want that name. Which is... Fucking three of us are dumb.
2: Charlie, I got a business plan, me and you. <laughs>
1: yeah, let's let's make the Stakeover finally.
2: <laughs>
1: it's happening, everyone. <laughs> oh, man. If you if you did start a podcast Wendigoon, would you think you'd want to tackle the same stuff conspiracy theories and dark things or do you think you'd want to try something new uh,
2: i've considered starting a podcast before i actually technically have one me and my friend called oh. uh the lore lodge on youtube once a month on his channel we'll do something called the weird bible podcast where we'll Mm -hmm. talk about like weird obscure theories and concepts and like biblical literature and like uh, concepts of angels demons stuff like that i'm a sunday school teacher he's a historian so we have a bunch of good combos Um, but that's a once a month thing we do over on his channel if i was to start one on like my second channel or something i don't know i go back and forth uh part of me wants to do like, every time I do research for one of these videos, there's a lot of stuff I can include or a mm-hmm. lot of, like, tangential mm-hmm. stuff that doesn't really fit. Uh, so it'd be interesting to kind of talk about those a bit more freely. But at the same time, people are tired of that. Sometimes I kind of just want to talk about Resident Evil. So,
3: <laughs> so it's a Resident so Evil
2: podcast. Yeah. yeah like, like, I don't know. I go back and forth. Um, I kind of like where I'm at right now because, like, my one standard podcast is once a month over biblical stuff which i don't cover that much on the channel uh, and then every other time i'm on a podcast is like this where i don't have to worry about any of the pre or post stuff i can show up ramble a
1: while and be like, well neither do we <laughs> you think we put effort into this okay. come
4: on man <laughs> so you said you do weird or what was dark or funny stories from the biblical times so how do you keep that from? You said you're a Sunday school teacher too. So how do you do keep it from derailing into just cringy uh, Reddit atheism, fedora tipping? Like what kind of things do you go over?
2: <laughs> like how do I keep the podcast from going into like weird atheist stuff? Yeah, and all because
4: that? yeah, because I find that very interesting. It's just unfortunately everything on the internet, uh, especially like five or so years ago, it's it always devolves into just low effort, lazy dunking, you know. Oh, you mean, like, the comments
3: on the podcast? The people watching it?
4: No, just how do you, like, handle it? How do you, um, you know, talk about a funny story in the Bible or a a creepy or dark story in the Bible without uh, appearing as if you're mocking it, I guess?
2: (laughs) Well, I... I, I may i may have like misspoke a little bit i am a sunday school teacher so like i believe the stories in there and the stuff like that so whenever i talk about like a weird story or point out something that's kind of odd with it it's it, it's never in like jest towards the concept it's just like man look at uh, look at this yeah. idiot look at this dummy look who thought this was a good idea or something like that um it, it like there's a sincerity to it a lot of the time yeah we'll talk about mm-hmm. how it relates to greater concepts of the bible or religious
1: principles. you're not doing this show to disprove anything you're doing this show to point out hey here's a wacky thing that happened
2: yeah yeah like biblically mm. accurate angels like I think that's uh cool. demonic curses plagues stuff like that uh this- we just in the last one we covered like moses and like whenever uh, the plagues and like them escaping egypt and stuff like that
0: So this is something I've talked about a lot. There are some wacky stories in the Bible, and maybe Mm -hmm. this is one you could shed a little light on, because it's one I often quote when, I don't know why this happens so often, but when this topic gets brought up, I can't remember exactly where it was in the Bible, but I believe it was someone was tasked with collecting enough uh, foreskin to, like, earn their daughter's marriage or something. What what is that (laughs) story?
2: Yeah, can you tell us that story, like,
1: accurately? (laughs)
2: Yeah, so uh to understand at the time there were so the story you're referring to takes place between David and Saul.
1: Uh okay, great. Now everyone knows when this is happening, right?
2: Yes, yeah, absolutely. So, um for context, this was after the uh, God's chosen people established their kingdom for the first time, uh which was Jerusalem. And Saul Mm -hmm. was the first king over it. So originally, God was like, Saul's my man. Saul's going to be the one to lead the people. Uh, But Saul, it says, gave his way, uh, gave his heart away to lustful wants. He started to chase women. He started to chase riches. And he wasn't being the man that God wanted him to be for king. So God looks to another man. And that man is a shepherd boy by the name of David. And he tells David, whatever Saul loses his throne because he's inevitably going to do that. You're supposed to be king. So David befriends Saul's family, specifically Saul's son by the name of Jonathan. And Saul knows that David's supposed to be king. And David knows that David's supposed to be king. But they kind of have to exist in this weird space where... Every day, Saul looks at the guy who's very kind and very gentle, but he knows it's going to take his place one day. So Saul starts to resent him for it. So Saul starts giving David these ridiculous challenges. He's the first time David has a story in the Bibles when he sends him like a twelve-year-old shepherd boy to fight the giant Goliath, right?
1: And the twelve-year-old wins. Oh, hey,
3: that's oh. actually part <laughs> I know. It all hey, comes full circle. Why, why do we all know
1: that part, but not the foreskin collecting thing?
2: well uh, You take a guess. <laughs> <laughs> There's no telling. Well, is that is that the one you teach in your
1: Sunday school? You're like, okay, the David Goliath. Who cares? Let's talk about David and the foreskins, everybody. <laughs> the foreskin collector (laughs) imagine if that myth was changed throughout history we don't know david and goliath we know david and the foreskins and that's just what perpetuates in our culture david's
2: way less cool now what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) david um saul keeps giving david these ridiculous tasks and at the time circumcision was a practice exclusively seen by the Jewish people, by the people of Jerusalem. Uh, it was considered an act of cleanliness. So therefore, anyone who is uncircumcised and still had their foreskin was an outsider. So at the time, I think it was the Philistines, Jerusalem was at war against. So Saul goes, hey, David, at this point, Saul's just trying to get David killed. He thinks to himself, if I can get this boy killed, maybe I can stay king so he said and he actually after this story he tries to kill david twice he straight up throws a spear at him tries to uh murder him in the palace uh but before he goes that far he's like hey david we're at war right now i want you to go collect i think i don't think it's 10,000 actually i think it's 1,000 i want you to go collect 1,000 foreskins just like a completely over-the-top task like how on earth is this child going to go slay 1,000 men and collect their foreskins and the reason it was foreskins is, <laughs> is proof that he didn't just like <laughs> kill his own men or steal them out of the graveyard
0: that's actually super smart mm. yeah
2: so because then like how's he gonna fake that right it has to come from the philistines so and he also says because you know it's weird if the king does that in public if the king's just like hey, you child, go kill 1,000 men. Instead, he says, if you go kill 1,000 men, you can have my daughter to wed. And, you know, his daughter was seen as like, you know, the princess of the kingdom, very beautiful. So everyone around is like, oh, this is a trial to prove uh, his hand in marriage. But it's actually just so Saul can get David killed. So Saul sends young David out to do this. And the next day, David returns with a bag of 1,000 foreskins. He killed a 1,000 oh,
1: men in one day. He
2: killed 1,000 men, <laughs> harvested their foreskins, and threw it on the king's lap. So Saul has to be mm. like, oh!
1: So this is canon. This, this, actually- this is interesting because there's tons of, like, atheism channels that try to disprove Bible stories, but they don't ever recreate this one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Can I've never you get heard of this. Can you get a child to it kill a thousand men and steal their foreskins within a day?
4: I've also never, like, in the stories. Whenever you watch like a Disney property made movie about David versus Goliath, David is always the good guy, you know, getting bullied by the fucking Goliath and whatnot. When I had no idea that David was a bloodthirsty foreskin whoa, harvester.
3: Whoa, whoa, whoa! He was forced oh, yeah, I mean... to harvest these foreskins. He didn't want to. To
2: yeah. give you an idea of like uh, how much David's reputation was known as that shortly after that Saul is walking through the temple which is essentially the center of the city where they have their worship and all that and Saul's mulling over in his head like how am I going to get rid of David and he hears the songwriters in the temple sing a song that goes Saul has slain his thousands but David has slain his ten thousands. And upon hearing Ooh. that, Saul gets so mad he immediately tries to murder David.
1: Dude, I get it. That'd make me so pissed yeah. if I heard someone sing that <laughs> in a church. Oh, I man.
3: I totally understand why David would want to kill Saul. Uh, The other way around, sorry, Saul would want to kill David. If I gave some guy an impossible task to collect 10,000 foreskins and he came back and made me look like an idiot the next day with 10,000 foreskins, I would want to kill that son of a bitch immediately. It's it's even
1: not only that, you're self-fulfilling the fucking prophecy because if David's prophesied to be the king and you're saying, hey, I'm the king, marry my daughter. Oops, you just fucked yourself over, big boy
2: it also didn't help that every time one of these tasks would happen david would stand up for saul so like as soon as that happened he's like ah saul is such a wise king he wanted to know that the man who married his daughter would be liable <laughs> so, to lead his armies
1: so this is literally this is literally the plot of an episode of like the sonic the hedgehog cartoon Where, where he's like pretending to be nice. (laughs) What? Why did you just relate that to Sonic? How? So Saul, (laughs) Saul is Eggman, and David is Sonic, and Eggman's pretending to be nice. He's like, oh, Sonic, I'm a great guy. All I need you to do is go to Mobius and defeat one thousand robots. Anyone can do it, and then you can have this power ring or whatever. And Sonic's like, man, maybe Eggman is a great guy. I didn't know you were such a cool dude. Oh,
3: right, I see it now. It's like yeah. a
1: Saturday morning cartoon plot. It doesn't have to be Sonic. It can be any Saturday morning cartoon. But no, it's it like you have this Sonic. comical villain who's pretending to be nice, and then the main character is like, wow, you're such a great guy. And it's just pissing him off more because he's trying to kill him.
0: <laughs> a lot of people often compare the Bible to the works <laughs> right. of Sonic, honestly. Of
1: course. <laughs> of you're course. Chad is saying so Sonic is the, is the chaos foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> It could fill it. You could fill it with any Saturday morning cartoon though. It could be a plot of DuckTales. It could be fucking any cartoon. It, you know, you take the vi- there's always yeah. that plot. There's always that trope where the villain's like, "I'm a good guy now. Trust me. Here, why don't you help me? We're building an ice cream machine." And he's actually trying to build a bomb. And he's like, "Go to go to this village and ask them if they have this." It totally won't get you beaten up and killed. And then it actually works. (laughs) That's like SpongeBob. It's like SpongeBob. Squidward. He'd be like, okay, SpongeBob, go down to the the rusty bucket and ask anyone if they want a punch in the face. It's actually a greeting there. They like hearing that. And then SpongeBob. All right, now now to the Simpsons. Uh, oh god uh homer and flanders hey flanders <laughs> go on down go on down to that biker club and ask if anyone there wants a deep hug they love that and then flanders goes and it turns out they're all religious and they all want a hug like that's that's a common yeah. cartoon plot i'm not crazy happens <laughs> all the time
2: there was a bunch of like weird wacky scooby-doo-esque plots that happened with david
1: especially <laughs> in Did he have a talking dog? Oh, wait, he did, didn't he? Or is that Davy and Goliath, right?
2: Yeah, he did not have a talking dog. No, 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 hang on, hang on. (laughs) There's a talking donkey in the Bible. What was the the Bible cartoon
1: where he had a talking dog and he was like, I don't know, Davy. They're
2: talking I about Donkey Ollie? Because that was a donkey. What on earth are you talking about? <laughs>
3: yeah, I I, I I distinctly know what you're talking about, Andrew. Yeah. But I don't think it's like ripped from the Bible
0: or anything. I think
3: it, it's just like. Yeah,
1: Davy and Goliath from the 1960s. It was a cartoon about yeah. King David and he had a dog and the dog would talk. And he I was, was like, does mean it was from stop the Bible.
3: Yeah, stop confusing cartoons with the Bible. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is my religion. This is my yeah. church.
2: My religion is the Bible, exactly as is, but David had a talking dog.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he, he didn't contribute anything, he just commented on everything.
3: Did the you, dog help with the foreskin collection? Or... You mentioned well, something reminds just me of a...
1: the crab and the little mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, David and Goliath, it was made by the people who made Gumby. I, I remember this. I saw this on oh, Cartoon Network yeah. as a kid.
0: Yeah. You mentioned a talking donkey. Is that actually in the Bible? Because I thought Donkey no, talking Ollie Dog,
1: was just... talking dog. No, no, no. We're Jesus about Christ, Andrew. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there is a talking donkey on uh, the story of Balaam. Yeah,
0: I had no idea. I thought that was just like a—I a, forgot the guy's name. I think Jim Lyon. I thought that was like a Jim Lyon original. I, I didn't know that the donkey, that talking donkey was a real thing in the Bible.
2: No, it happened once. So Balaam was a so there were a bunch of other gods at, <laughs> in the old testament there was like you know god jehovah the christian jewish god what have you wait there's more than one god in the bible there's they were referred to as gods it's the lesser gods like baal dagon moloch dagon
3: isn't that elder scrolls
2: dagon is the fish god of the it's not i think it's the canaanite people um, okay. Well, wow. there was the uh, the ox god, Baal, now, all these different groups of people that weren't like God's chosen people or Jehovah's people had these, quote unquote, gods that would uh, mm-hmm. provide them with uh, supernatural powers. Um, they would perform, quote unquote, miracles like one of the most famous examples in the Bible is whenever Moses goes to meet Pharaoh. Um, Pharaoh's soothsayers come forward and turn these sticks into snakes uh, because they're prophets of one of the um, uh, lesser gods of Egypt. Uh, Now, it's in my opinion and most like biblical scholars that these are demons because uh, every time one of the prophets of the Old Testament talks about them, they say that the demons or the followers of the wicked one, which is Satan, has convinced people that they are gods and performed magic in front of them and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, mm-hmm. so one of the warring tribes against, uh, uh, God's people at the time, I think they were being led by Joshua. One of the warring people, decides that since this people, uh, God's people are so powerful, they're going to have one of their God's prophets fight against them. So they go to a prophet of, it might've been Dagon, actually, I forget which God he served. but They go to a prophet named Balaam and they tell Balaam that he's to travel to the top of a mountain and deliver a curse on uh, Jehovah's people. Uh, which yeah or you know the true God's people, whatever. So Balaam is making his way to this mountaintop to curse them, and all of a sudden his donkey starts freaking out. It rears up, <laughs> it, it, uh, shoots to the side, and he starts whipping it with a cane, making it walk <laughs> back forward. And the donkey uh-huh. jumps up again. Uh, this happens three times, and after the third time, the donkey runs over the mountainside and tries to get away. So Balaam chases it down, grabs a reed, and starts whipping it. And as he's whipping oh, it, dude. the donkey looks at him and says something to the effect of, Why dost thou persecute me so? <laughs> I like <laughs> how With
0: eloquent, eloquent he is. Yeah. <laughs> he put on his monocle and said, I do say, sir. This he is the only donkey, donkey who went to college.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you brute. <laughs> <laughs> Unhand me, Who's you the animal here? <laughs>
0: <laughs> who's the real
1: animal
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, show worked up and mad that he responds like what are what uh what at the beast without realizing the donkeys talk to him <laughs> and then he has and he's I, like wait what
1: see i don't know about this guy but if i was back then and something like that happened i would freak out and whip the donkey even harder to make it stop
2: <laughs> just start screaming i might and run it.
1: yeah I'd be terrified. This thing, I would be absolutely terrified. I would think this thing needs to die because it's an affront to God. So I'd like kill it on the (gasps) spot.
3: No, you fool. It's, uh, is this donkey not another God, maybe? No, so it turns out
2: what was happening is an angel was appearing before Balaam, but Balaam couldn't see it, but the donkey could.
1: (laughs) So the donkey Uh... was talking to the angel?
2: As soon as he responds... Uh, as soon as the donkey responds Balaam looks up and there's like a 20 foot angel standing in front of him and the angel Whoa. says something to the effect of how are ye so blind that the beast can see what you cannot um, and oh it wasn't like the donkey speaking or like donkeys are smart enough to speak it was the angel performing a miracle to try to wake Balaam up to mm. doing what he's supposed to mm. Balaam was so rage filled that a donkey spoke and he didn't think anything of it um, he was so like <laughs> caught up in emotion uh, it, it was a miracle that the uh, just the
4: Doctor little uh, moments. No,
2: big deal. yeah, he gave yeah. him a Doctor Doolittle moment. So the angel—that yeah, that is the occasion of a donkey speaking in the Bible. So
1: the angel was probably like Balaam, you're not whipping hard enough. God's really embarrassed. Come on, man, did the... put your back into it.
3: If I was the donkey, I'd feel pretty used in this scenario. Just to be used <laughs> for a Jackson, moment. I have
1: <laughs> I have terrible news for you. But we use horses and donkeys pretty regularly.
2: Yeah years. For, for I thousands the of years.
3: Uh, it's pretty sad. Does this does this donkey have a happy ending of any kind or do we not hear about yeah, it? Yeah, he got his own animated
0: Bible? TV show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he loves it. He lives on well, well, no, what if What if we mistranslated the Bible? What if when the donkey spoke he said hey kids, tune into Donkey Ollie airing Saturdays at 8pm? Yeah, on the Angel Boat Network, or whatever it
0: was. (laughs) Boat Angel. Was it Boat Angel? Yeah, Yeah, maybe that. It was was Boat Angel. Have you seen that, by the way, Wendigoon? I feel like that might be something you'd be interested in. Maybe not for the podcast, but... So it's called... It's called uh, Donkey Ollie. I really think the guy's name behind it was Jim Lyon, but I might be mixing his name up with the guy who made Joshua in the Promised Land animation with like the like the lions and stuff where he turned it into like a furry thing. But Donkey Ollie is this I think it's 12 episode epic where Donkey Ollie goes around and basically he is the bible like incarnate. Everything that happens in the bible is Donkey Ollie's doing basically. It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah.
2: So the donkey is God. Of- <laughs> yeah
0: pretty much no he's not god it's he just he's most basically
2: the design i've ever seen he yeah. is god's mm-hmm. vassal
4: and he travels throughout the lands and helps people essentially so he is one of god's servants and he preaches in uh, favor of christianity and people don't believe him so they whip him they persecute him so and they i think at some point they put him in a horse race wasn't that a thing
0: yeah yeah so he had this he had to, it was chariots so he had to like uh, drift yeah, his chariot yeah. around
4: and then at some point he's all beaten up and shit and he's like uh, in a manger all fucked up and then I think God appears before him and heals him
0: but it has like these Playstation 2 graphics Mm -hmm. they even have a musical number when he's trapped in a well he's like I'm in a well
1: (laughs) oh yeah and it came (laughs) out in 2010 and it looks like a PS2 game
3: it looks horrifying it's so good What's yeah, the story was behind, do you guys fun. know the story of how it was made or anything, like who made it?
0: Yeah, so Chad oh, corrected think... me, it wasn't Jim Line. it was Farmer John from Boat Angel. Farmer John, he even had cameos,
4: like Apache
2: yeah.
0: the Pirate type cameos, where he would appear randomly. self
2: Yeah. That. His name's straight up Farmer John. Yeah, <laughs> it? <Is that him? laughs> Is that a character
0: in the
3: Bible at all? Is it a farmer? The <laughs> there, yeah,
2: there's a John. I don't think he was a farmer.
0: <laughs> there wasn't like a prestigious animator back in the Bible or anything like that. <laughs>
2: On before their time, I guess.
4: Yeah, we we had there, there's awesome a picture of Donkey
2: Ollie. Uh, like, cut up. It's the scariest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. It's in, in fact, the chat at the moment. So, you,
0: you, Kaya briefly mentioned it. We watched this back in, like, 2015. People were really into the show. In fact, my Discord picture is still fan art from Donkey Ali. This is, uh... Oh, yeah. Instead of, Oh, yeah. Instead That's of JoJo's... Yep, instead of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, this is, um... Uh... Fuck, what was his name? It's not... It's not Jehovah. What was it? Jehun? I think his name is? No, oh, sure? no, 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 no no, no, no. Hold on, let me look up.
4: Jay, might... who are you talking about?
0: No, in, in my Discord profile picture, the blonde haired kid, I think his name was like Jehun? Oh, I don't know. Sounds like a K pop star. Oh, are you... Jehu, Jehu. Was... It was Jehu. It says it in your picture. Does it? I can't read that. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, Jehu's bizarre adventure.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jehu's bizarre adventure. Is that a character from the? I know yeah. there's a Jehu in the Bible, but he's like a minor character. Is he like the main guy in the Ollie?
0: He is. So he's like Ollie's sidekick and handler. So when usually when Donkey Ollie's in peril, Jehu's not far behind. And I think Jehu was the only
4: one who could talk to him, too.
0: Yeah,
3: I vaguely about that. Wait, so
1: Donkey Ollie couldn't talk to everyone?
3: Only Jehu? I I don't remember.
1: So is it one of those shows where Donkey Ollie is, like, parallel to famous Bible stories, and then you find out he causes them, like, oh. Yes, yes. Yeah, like, oh, the Great Flood wasn't.
4: Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, he goes to Egypt and he frees the slaves, I think, there. And then he, um, mm-hmm. yeah, ba- basically, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how it ended. I don't know if he gets crucified or not. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, Jesus Christ. So, wait, 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 wait,
5: wait. I'm, uh, I'm s- well, they have to
3: commit. <laughs> I'm assuming that the animator of this is, like, super religious, uh, obviously, because he knows the stories. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: It's way too blasphemous. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Well, is this like
3: sacrilegious? No, I
4: assume here's what I assume, especially because it was called Boat Angel, the company. I assume this was a wealthy, like, Christian who wanted to yeah. make a children's cartoon and he just hired them. It is sacrilegious.
3: It...
4: Well, I mean, you have to pander to children, Jackson. That's like saying veggie tales is sacrilegious, like, because they weren't talking vegetables in the Bible, but you're
1: trying to appeal to kids
3: but you're rewriting the bible tells is based i
1: i think that's more that's more akin my to bet. what's happening here i think this guy saw the success of veggie tales and went well i can make my own bible cartoon and it'll be huge yeah what do kids love veggies yeah. and donkeys yeah yes it's an animal veggies and donkeys <laughs> i mean veggie tales oh, have I told is fucking you? enormous so i don't blame him. Uh, Have I told you guys my
4: girlfriend's uh, Catholic grandma found out about me in the show? Oh no. She's a little (laughs) distressed about it.
1: Uh oh. She had a problem with you dipping your testicles in hot wax for sexual pleasure? That doesn't sound like her. All right.
2: So what you do is you send her uh, this podcast clip from me talking about the Bible up until Andrew said dipping testicles in hot wax.
5: <laughs>
0: it's
2: an educational she might hear podcast. This, she knows because apparently she
4: listens. So we talk about religion. The thing is, my so my girlfriend's family loves me, all of them, and I love them, and I feel blessed. But there is one holdout, which is the grandma, because apparently she's a little unhappy that i'm not catholic and that i'm unreligious so one day and i asked my girlfriend for permission to share this by the way but uh she sent my girlfriend a text said so i decided to watch youtube and caught episode 278 but with that type of language used dot 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 it's hard for me to believe that my granddaughter could be exposed to this you were raised with so much love and care He's nice-looking, has a pleasant voice, and probably very intelligent. So I like how she wraps it up in a uh, compliment sandwich there. So apparently she has since kind of warmed up to me, but she still has a problem with what she calls my four-letter words that I use too frequently on the show. But I can announce here officially that... Uh, grandma is now officially praying for my soul and apparently saying full rosaries for me Oh, yeah. I mean, I, so good. if I combust now you know why that's so
0: cute <laughs> the grandma actually just kills Kaya. <laughs> <They're like, "Well, laughs> well, she, she,
1: she becomes a historian and she's like I like how he bullies children and attacks pedophiles but I just don't like how he says the F word She's gonna have to perform like an exorcism <laughs> on you at some point.
4: My head twists like 360 degrees, and I vomit bile. I hope
2: she asked me to help.
4: Oh, you, you can you can come to my exorcism. It's like a bar mitzvah. For-
2: <laughs> I'll be over there throwing the holy water. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we'll all get
2: out turn. I, I'm just looking at Kyle like, you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> what episode did you say she saw? 271? 278 apparently.
4: apparently. I don't know which one that is.
0: It was with Doug. Oh, that was a bad oh, that was <laughs> That's rough. That's a rough one, yeah.
2: Oh, jeez. Poor grandma. Yeah, oh, God bless her. That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, she sounds yeah, sweet. Yeah, it is sweet. Mm-hmm. At, at least she wasn't like, haven't we killed this boy yet? You know, it could be worse. <laughs> yeah, it didn't sound like
3: she uh, put a hard stop to it, yeah. by any
0: means. She's just a little disappointed in certain things that you, you choose to indulge and, in. Uh, to yeah. be fair, she's yeah, correct. You, got, you, gotta stop,
3: you gotta stop swearing on this show. It's pretty off-putting.
4: Should I use uh, minced oaths? I-, I can just start saying heck and darn.
3: Yeah,
2: that would be really charming. <laughs> Try it, yeah. We literally spent like 30 minutes telling Bible stories. Just send her this one, it's fine.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's wait, a, don't- that, that might not be a bad Well, well no, we send her the wait, complete wait, 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 package. Send her the complete Christian... package, send her this episode, and then send Wendigood's previous episode where we talked about a cult leader who cut a guy's arm off and, like, fucked his wounds and shit. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. We did, did it? She, she needs all context.
4: I, I mean, she apparently knows how to operate YouTube, so she's good. She might listen to this.
3: you think she tuned in every
5: week?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I don't
3: know.
2: Grandma, I, I, I think you're a great person. I love you. Ignore everything Andrew says. Just mute him if you can. Yeah, Andrew's oh, trying, trying to sabotage to
3: your, your daughter's relationship. The Bible I- I is about
1: Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm not crazy. <laughs> oh god.
3: Wait, how, do, how does this work, though? As someone who's not religious, wasn't ever raised religious, like, do Catholics hate Christians and vice versa? Uh,
2: not anymore. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that, it was pretty hard during the uh, Reformation, uh, but we're good now. What happened is, uh, so the Catholic Church uh, ran everything, like, post-Christ, uh, well, post-Rome, up until uh, Martin Luther, so, like, if you were a Christian, quote unquote, you had to be a member. It was assumed you were a member of the church body. There's still, quote unquote, the remnant of like missionaries and what have you. But 90 percent of Christianity was in the Catholic Church until Martin Luther came forward and said that the church was wrong. And he gave 95 reasons why that he nailed to the front of the church door, which goes pretty hard. Um so Martin Luther separated himself from the Catholic Church in the Protestant Reformation. So Protestants and Catholics spent a couple centuries killing each other. But now you know, we got over it. So
1: what do you consider the peak era of Christianity, like the Crusades or that Reformation or the old actual biblical times? What do you as like, ah, Christianity?
2: Uh, like what? Do you mean when they were the most powerful or when do i like them the most when, do you, when
1: are you most entertained <laughs> by it when do you think it's like the coolest time for christianity
3: um uh how could it not be when jesus was around
2: like that's, the <laughs> that's a good answer, answer. Yeah. Right, that's relative right like so christianity didn't exist in the old testament right christianity is the following of christ so it's from christ forward mm-hmm. so what? to be one of the early christians who knew christ of course, that would be, you know, like the coolest time. But at the same time, they were all being executed and hunted down. So not mm-hmm. a cool time to be there. The best time to be a Christian is like the modern age when, you know, we're not dying over it, at least in most countries. True. Because um, for most, aside from the Catholic Church and like the Crusades when they were killing other people, for most times in history, uh, being like an early Christian in an area was not a smart move <laughs> for longevity. <laughs> Uh, But yes, if if I could, I guess, be like any Christian, it would be like the disciples who knew Jesus, Uh, Mm. because that that's pretty incredible. Um, But they they all every one of the disciples was murdered in horrific fashion. Yeah, but you go to meet Jesus.
1: Yeah, it was worth it.
2: Exactly. Yeah, It it would be worth it. unironically. Uh, that's what Paul talked about but yeah it, 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 <laughs> it got still pretty hard getting drawn and quartered and hung and stabbed
3: yeah yes. but then
0: you could oh, boy, you
3: hang out, out with Jesus and you could hang out with Jesus in like the VIP section up in heaven yeah
2: uh, actually this is, this
1: is my OG over here <laughs> yeah, on, can <laughs> imagine the thrill the raw <laughs> intensity of you walk into heaven and Jesus goes hey Wendigoons good to see you again what's up man holy shit man and he, and he it it it's, not just, it's not just like hey you know you're my <laughs> loving child and thank you welcome to heaven it's literally like dude wendigoon it's been so long my man my yeah. man
2: before uh Stephen was executed he was one of the earliest martyrs of the church as he was standing there in front of the people that were about to kill him he looked up at the ceiling and said i see christ with his arms outstretched welcoming me home uh and god on his right side uh telling me it's time Uh, and they murdered him immediately afterwards. But talk about a baller move. They're Mm -hmm. like, you don't know, you don't know God. You don't know what Christ is. And then you're like, well, he's, he's saying uh, he's excited for me to come home. So you go ahead and do what you got to do. He's up there cheering on my death.
0: popcorn yeah <laughs>
1: <Meanwhile>, <laughs> you get, get on, on with it yeah and everyone at the execution is just booing him relentlessly Boo. God's there, to kill him kill him yeah do it he's like the fuck yeah <laughs> do it pussy
3: wait did I... god guide their hands then if god if god acts in all of us did he uh perform the killings as well Ooh,
4: that's a big topic jackson
0: yeah it's not exactly accurate
2: yeah, God what has through all of us. Uh God's uh. influences in all of us, but we all have free will. We can all do whatever okay. we want. Uh, oh, especially you. if someone rejects God. God doesn't really have a say in what they do. <laughs> uh So, yeah, they killed him. (laughs) I I think their killing of him was pretty absent from God's guidance, maybe. maybe. Hang
1: on. He works in mysterious ways. Maybe he was up there going, Yeah, do it. Kill him. Fuck yeah. This is going to be so awesome. I want to meet this guy sooner.
3: He's he's going to be like,
1: Here, here, Jacob, Jacob, come here. Watch this. They're going to cut his fucking head off. It's going to be so rad. I I really hope Grandma tuned out by now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's what so the, it's very rare to get like insight on this level. So I've always been very confused on Jehovah's Witnesses. I don't know if that's necessarily something that you'd be super knowledgeable <laughs> on, but what what is that what whole they? belief system? Because as I understood it growing up, it was some kind of like spinoff of Christianity or something. What exactly is like the Jehovah Witness? What witness? Did they
2: so, <laughs> I it. <laughs> um, so I, I, I'm not Jehovah's Witness. Um, so I can't, you know, attest to like know their accounts firsthand. From my understanding, they are what's considered a revelatory religion. So there are groups of people, there's religions who follow like, you know, quote unquote, Christian teachings. And then they're like, but wait, there's more. And then they decide years later that there was more that needed to be added to the teachings of Christ in the Bible and what have you. Uh, and again, I'm not Jehovah's Witness. I don't know all the specifics. Uh, I don't think that it is as out there as Mormonism, where again, which no offense if any Mormons listening. But like Mormons was a guy, Joseph Smith, just came forward years later and was like, I actually have a, a new Bible, the Book of Mormon, and just added a bunch to it. Uh, I don't know if Jehovah's Witnesses is quite like that. But they use Christ or Jehovah, quote unquote, as a starting point and then add a bunch of stuff to it. Um, OK, so it is somewhat grounded in like biblical teachings, but
0: uh, yes, so okay. th-
2: from the beginning, from the beginning, okay. but then they add like a bunch of doctrine and belief systems and ways to get into heaven that aren't in the Bible. Gotcha.
4: OK, you know, what's um, interesting, I think I I predict that there's going to be a bunch of people in the comments getting angry and correcting you and i say that because uh, the last time you were on we ended up talking about drugs at some points and crack and meth and heroin and this revealed an interesting phenomenon that i d- had no idea about but apparently our podcast has a lot of uh drug addicts listening to it <laughs> we're in the comments section <laughs> correcting isaiah uh-
2: well, to everyone who's listening to that one, they of co- obviously know more than I do about it. Uh, mine all comes from, like, reading and people I know. Yeah. So for what I was wrong about, I'm very sorry. They are clearly... Well,
4: I'm not dissing them either. I don't think either of us are. It just It was very interesting to take a glance at the comments section. And, like, one out of every four comments or so was, that's not how heroin works. As someone who's been addicted to heroin my whole life, here's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's like, Whoa, here's how you it's pretty <laughs> impressive. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> now yeah so i do not have a history of drug use to be uh fervent on that topic and again i apologize for mistakes i said however i i am 100 percent confident and will fight people on the biblical stuff not that i know a lot about Ooh, okay goodness, but with the bible Ooh, stories cool. i will fight people i mean i'm a sunday school teacher i've been raised in you know the doctrine all my life i'm pretty confident in. uh i'm confident in you as well you sound like you're super knowledgeable about it yeah, you even do, knowing yeah. the foreskin you know story, which I thought was
0: obscure, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, that's not even like the weirdest or most disturbing story from David's life. But uh... well, now you got to tell us, man.
0: Yeah, you can't be a tease.
3: Yeah, come on. What's the weirdest one?
2: Tell I, us. I feel bad okay, coming on time. your old show okay. and just making it a Bible episode. No, 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 no this is fascinating. Okay, yeah. our first How about episode of this
1: podcast up... was literally called "Biblical Questions." Yeah, I Ooh. was thinking that that's what oh, this yeah. episode is going to be called. It's going
4: to
3: be a
2: callback. <laughs>
4: okay how about we wrap it up with his most interesting story or disturbing dealer's choice
2: david's entire life um see david was supposed to be like god's guy right throughout his mm-hmm. entire upbringing um uh, mm-hmm. and it's even said multiple times that david was a man after god's own heart which is a crazy compliment um so everything that David went through, God was constantly there providing protection. And the worst stories of David normally come whenever he tried to uh, either outsmart or try to do something apart from God, which he did several times. Uh, and <laughs> one of them comes from whenever David. So after, this was after Saul tried to murder him. Uh, and this is while David was king. Um, before, sorry, this was before David was king. Saul had tried to murder him. It was after that thing I talked about earlier when Saul said, uh, or Saul heard, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. David was in the palace playing his harp, and Saul just chucked a spear at him, tried <laughs> to kill him. Um, <laughs> <but> David, <laughs> so David yeah. runs away. Uh, I can't remember, there's there's a point David comes back, Saul says he's sorry and then Saul does it
1: again. It's like Tom and Jerry. I was about to say, it's Tom and Jerry. See, they are a cartoon they're just a cartoon oh god (laughs) i i
2: think this was after the second time saul did it so david's in the countryside one night saul's son jonathan comes out to david him and david are close friends and jonathan says that uh the throne rightfully belongs to david and that um he'll do whatever it takes to push his father off so that david can be safe so david goes out into the countryside and there's a bunch of soldiers because you know David's been their leader in battle for years. So a bunch of soldiers defect to David because they see him as the rightful ruler. So for a while, there's kind of this faction split in Jerusalem where there is the people who follow David and the people who are still loyal to Saul. So David's out in the countryside with his uh, like army of, I think it's like a few thousand men. And during this time... He goes to, I can't remember the, I remember teaching this in Sunday school and there's a verse that specifically implied he disobeyed God. It was something about God told him that he didn't need to get more men or weapons, but David felt understaffed and that he needed to. So I I forget the specifics, but David goes to this nearby city in order to get weapons. And uh, whenever he gets there, he tells the person up front, because, you know, this is the outer kingdom. They don't have all the news that's going on in Jerusalem. Yeah, of course. So whenever he walks up to the city walls, they see David and just think, oh, this is Saul's right hand man. They don't know that currently David mm. and Saul are at war with each other. So they're yeah. like, ah, oh, David, what are you here for? And he's like, oh, I'm just here to pick up some stuff for Saul so david goes into the city and starts (laughs) gathering equipment and then while he's there the guy who let him in was like oh we also have the sword of goliath that giant (laughs) you played do you want that and he was like uh absolutely i do so david uh he has like the sword of goliath and all this other equipment and he travels back out in the countryside and the depressing part comes whenever saul finds out that this uh I think it was a priest. This priest let David into the city. He executes the priest, his family, and like his 60 followers. Nice. Uh, so Saul oh. just like wipes wipes them all out because he thinks that they're in league with David. Saul goes crazy near the end and starts executing a lot of people that he thinks are in league with David. Um, so it anyway, <laughs> around the same time, David is walking through like through the wilderness. Uh, he's by himself to get back to his men who's like in holdout in the countryside. And he comes across. I I think it was the Ammonites or the Moabites. It was some group of people who uh, Israel was always at war with. So they see him and they're like, hey, that's David, the great leader of the military. Let's kill him. And whenever David (laughs) sees that they see him, he immediately drops all his stuff and starts drooling and pulling his hair out. And punching himself in the stomach and making, like, (laughs) monkey noises.
0: Oh, that's the classic, hey, Arnold, don't hit me, I'll hit me. Yeah, Yeah.
4: hey, Arnold.
2: He starts drawing and, like, making dumb noises, and whenever the men uh, come out with swords, they're like, oh, this guy's not David, this is some crazy person.
5: (laughs) Just just Uh. some
2: random homeless man. (laughs) So David's just laying there on the ground, like, punching himself in the face and pulling his hair out, and they're like, ah,
1: but didn't they see don't don't they see the sword of Goliath? yeah and then one guy goes wait no that actually is david just being an idiot let's get him
2: I, I it was my it was around the same time it was my mistake for saying the stories back to back this was after he had taken the equipment back to oh okay, so we didn't have it currently mm. this, this was around the same period of time where he was like right. in the wilderness. Yeah, so, so David, the great king, <laughs> laid on the ground and drooled on himself and <laughs> ripped his hair out. They uh, so wouldn't be murdered. It's I've always found that to be strat. a good
0: strat. Yeah, I've always found it to be a good strat. Like, yeah. get as crazy as possible. Like, I always feel like if you're in, like, a scary situation, like a fight's about yeah, to just break out. On yourself. Yeah, you you take your clothes off. You
1: start, like, yeah. helicopter dicking, peeing, take yelling, a, screaming. shit. No one's going to want to fight yeah, someone who no, shit no. themselves. They smell too bad. Yeah.
3: No, bend over, spread your ass cheeks directly at the opponent, and start shitting. Yeah, like they're, and, they're they, and then, come then scream, "You want to
1: fuck me? You fuck me!" And like they'll be like, "Oh, oh I have eight. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he said that, bud. <laughs> nah, I'm pretty
3: sure he did. Yeah. That, that was in the, that was yeah, in the I think New Testament.
1: Did. <laughs> yeah, he he started playing a beat, and he said, "Don't hit me, I'll hit me," and he started banging on trash cans. He-
0: God, I, I still love that
1: episode. <laughs> that is easily the best "Hey Arnold" episode. It, that one goes so hard. That that and uh stoop. Kids afraid to leave is stoop.
2: Oh, that yeah, that's,
1: that's another classic another classic
2: there well, while talking about wild stories during that time there was one point where uh so david and his men were hiding in this cave at this point saul was like roaming the countryside with his army looking for david so oh my when saul, does this
4: man die i want to hear that part too please after oh that this. part's
2: wild too Saul
4: I'll is a to, menace
2: yeah i'll get to that in just a second that's probably the wildest part of saul's whole story so uh so david is in the countryside And him and his men were hiding in a cave during this time. Saul was going crazy. He started like kicking out his own generals and getting rid of his soldiers because he was convinced they were in league with David. Like he was just paranoid because Saul's literally fighting against, you know, God's will. And he's like taking himself to turmoil while he's doing it. So Saul goes and like he's like, all right, men, we're going to sleep in this cave for the night. And it's the same cave David's staying in.
1: Oh, Fuck.
2: So Saul and his men go in the cave and go to bed, and David and all of his men are in the upper walls of the cave, hiding, looking down on them. So all of them go to sleep, and in front of David and all of his soldiers is Saul and all of his soldiers. David's right-hand man, he looks over at David and says, David, now's your chance. You're supposed to be king. We can kill him kill all the soldiers, walk back to Jerusalem tomorrow, and we'll be the kingship. There's no wonder in that. And David says, I would not dare harm a hair on the Lord's anointed. Like even after everything Saul's done, David's saying, I'm not going to hurt a man God made king. But isn't he in war with him? Yes. Yeah, effectively. The men have been fighting for years, but David said that I am not going to, I'm supposed to be the Lord's anointed. I'm to be the next king. I am not going to take the life of the Lord's previously anointed. So David hops down from the cave and he cuts off a piece of Saul's clothing, like a little sash of it. So they they wait in the cave walls. The next day, Saul and his men get up to leave. And as they're leaving, David calls for Saul. And when Saul turns around, David is standing there holding a piece of his garment. And says, I could have Ooh. murdered you last night, but I chose not to. Ooh. I have Calling never been a you. you have always, and he gives this whole speech where he's like, You have always been my king. And then he's interrupted by another spear that flies by his
3: head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: and, and in response, just immediate reaction, he pulls down his pants and starts shitting and beating himself up. <laughs> so look at me. He starts drooling and shitting again. You wouldn't hit a man who did this, would you? starts pissing on himself. <laughs> You're right. The Bible is pretty cool.
2: And so I should have told it. Saul turns around and David just throws up.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Any, anyway, so Saul's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, I, I like, I'm so sorry, David. Please forgive me. And then like a month later, he tries to murder him.
1: David, I'm so sorry. Here, come <laughs> here for a hug within spear throwing range. <laughs>
2: Come stand approximately three and a half feet away from me.
1: I love the visual of he just has a guy following him around with a bundle of spears. And they all just say "For yeah. David" on them at all times. Yeah. Know this is
4: like Wiley e. Coyote just drawing paints a like a tunnel on a
1: wall for David to walk into. Yeah. After After he held up the sash, he went meep meep and ran away at sixty miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> i would i'm saying this right now the creator of donkey ollie or any anyone listening who wants to make a biblical show or cartoon or whatever if you made the wacky adventures of saul and david and it was nothing but a wily cartoon wily coyote style cartoon of saul trying to kill david i would watch it i think that sounds excellent
2: do you want to know how uh do you want to hear how he dies yeah how did he yeah. die? Yes. Yes. How does how does better
1: call saul end
2: so this was after several attempts of saul trying to kill david and every overt attempt that he tried wasn't working uh so saul decided to use a more deceptive technique at the time in the kingdom any kind of quote-unquote black magic or sorcery was outlawed it was actually outlawed by saul Hmm. put out a decree saying if there's (laughs) any witches or any who use witchcraft they'll be executed immediately um so Saul mm-hmm. decides that he is going to use witchcraft. Uh, so he's a hypocrite as well, if you could imagine. So Saul, there was this guy um all right so if, it, it would help if there's a little bit of context. Whenever Israel started They had what was called prophets and judges, right? This is before the age of kings. So there were prophets who were people who spoke to God and they would prophesy in the name of God. And there's only a specific few chosen prophets. The big ones you hear of in the Bible are um, people like Isaiah, um, Samuel, people like that. At the same time, there were people known as judges. Judges were not leaders, but every now and then there would be a judge called forward by God, like Delilah, Samson, characters like that, who would go out to help them fight their wars, fight their battles. The reason they didn't have a king is because God said, I am your king, uh, and you won't. You don't need to have a human reign over you. You can all be free as you want, uh, and I'll be your king, and when you need a judge, I'll bring forth a judge. Uh, but the people said they don't want that. They go to the prophet at the time, who was a man named Samuel, and say, we don't don't want God to be our king. We want a human king. So after the people complain enough, um, God brings forth a king, and that king is Saul. So Samuel was the prophet who anointed Saul, who made Saul king. All right. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After Saul starts to go wrong, Samuel was also the prophet who anointed David. Because the entire time, Saul, I mean, Samuel has just been a follower of God. Samuel's just been the prophet. When God says, go anoint Saul, he anoints Saul. And as Saul continued to sin, Samuel was the one who called him out in front of the people saying that he's become a wicked king. So then Samuel goes and he anoints David. And Samuel was essentially David's mentor during this time that uh, David and Saul were back and forth at war for each other. So a few years before this current point happened, where Saul's just trying trying to murder David, Samuel died. He was very old. He passed away. So Saul says, I'm going to get a witch to conjure up the soul of Samuel. What Uh, the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, cool. this, yeah, which is uh for several regards a bad idea for one the last time saul saw samuel samuel called him out in front of the people <laughs> for being wicked so he's like i know i'll get a witch <laughs> to use black magic <laughs> to, to talk to him he'll know what to do i'm reviving my biggest hater
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> for some reason saul thinks that samuel's gonna help him kill david Um, Which shows how delusional Saul.
1: Maybe Samuel was the best spear thrower in the village.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he had the
1: best aim. Best aim. We don't know
2: how good he was. He could have been homing (laughs) spears. (laughs) Um. So anyway. He goes to see a witch uh, in a place called Endor, which, yes, is the name of the forest planet. From that's the, pretty fucking uh, epic, comic, yeah. Just wow, like Star George Wars. Lucas is
1: a literary genius.
2: <laughs> yeah, straight up just took the name from the Bible where the Holy witches live. Holy uh, shit.
4: I mean, he took the story, too.
2: That's correct. Uh, <laughs> he goes to see the Witch of Endor. Um, and whenever <laughs> Saul goes to see her, he's in a disguise, because, you know, Saul's king, right? And uh mm-hmm. Saul goes to her in a disguise by himself and says, I need you to conjure a spirit. And the witch says, I can't perform witchcraft. Don't you know King Saul will uh has made it executable? Like as soon as someone's caught? And she doesn't know that she's saying it to King Saul. So Saul's like, I think we'll be fine. <laughs> so <laughs> it, she um Saul in disguise gets her to go back to her house and she starts doing all this black magic. And she conjures up spirits. And it says as soon as she does the spirits and this, uh, it's it, the, the wording that used is insanely terrifying. It's like the ground split and, uh, the souls of the dead began to cry out and blah, blah, blah. And the witch immediately recognizes who Saul is. She says, you're the King. You're what, what have you wished against me? Who have you asked me to bring forth? So Samuel appears in front of Saul uh so so saul got his wish samuel showed up a happy reunion and he he says
1: hand me that spear
2: (laughs) so samuel appears and he says thy wicked fool like 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 think about how dumb saul's been at this point he's like i know god says this david guy's supposed to be king but i want to kill him and also i know god says witchcraft's wrong but i'm going to use it to try to kill him (laughs) um so whenever samuel appears he says you've officially gone too far there was always a protection on the lord's anointed god said that there would be you know a hand of protection over whatever king he chose but samuel said with this action you have broke this protection and tomorrow yourself Ooh. and your sons will lie dead on the battlefield oh what uh. the fuck when the
3: sons have to suffer
2: well because they stood by him they were essentially his other commanders and it was also part Ugh. of Saul's sin because if anything happens to the king the Saul, the sons would take over in his kingdom right.
1: so the whole time they were like you go dad you got it you're the best fuck fuck David boo yeah they were team Saul for
2: some reason mm-hmm yeah. uh, family so, uh, so Saul goes home that night and the next day I think it was the Philistines he's in war against them Saul is and uh, the Philistines win the battle by a landslide. They cut off all of his men and they get Saul trapped in the middle of a field. Saul's chariot <laughs> is turned over and he's lying there in the battlefield waiting for the Philistines to come. So Saul looks at his uh, also Saul's kids had been murdered at this point in the battle already. Nice. They had lost. And Saul looks at his sword bearer or his armor bearer because, you know, there'd be like these younger men who would like put the chain mail on the king and you know ride along his chariot um so he looks at his armor bearer and says i need you to kill me and he hands him a sword and the kid says i would not dare murder the king you can't ask me to do this so saul takes his sword puts it on the ground facing up and falls onto it in the middle of the battlefield and he goes off fuck why
1: did i do that this hurts
2: <laughs> yeah, he,
1: he, he regretted the suicide. Yeah.
2: yeah.
4: We're full uh,
1: circle. He wakes now. up in the ER. <laughs> <laughs> he wakes up it, in the year 2022 20, and he goes, My God, Davey's still alive. He must be stopped.
2: <laughs> it turns out to throw the spear correctly, he just had to fall on it.
1: <laughs> so it <laughs> he had to run David over to the spear instead of throwing it. <laughs> he
2: had to pick up david and run (laughs) so i was fully
3: expecting that a sword bearer to be david by the way in disguise or something like david (laughs) was there all along
2: no so uh... at this time david was i think he was back in jerusalem or he was around the area so uh saul whenever the philistines got there it says that they made a mockery of saul and his son's bodies they like cut them up, put them on spics, paraded around them, you know, sacrificed parts of them to false gods, like destroyed their corpses, essentially. And whenever David got word that Saul had been killed in battle, he mourned and cried for several days at the fall of the Lord's King. Um, Do all throw spears at me
5: now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: is this yeah, he by was actually the way, just where... crying because he doesn't have to worry about spears anymore.
4: <laughs> is, is this where the saying of falling on your own sword comes from? Yes. Ah Hmm. yeah this is, the, this is the this is the first
2: English. recorded mention of quote unquote fall on one sword um it was a thing obviously that other kings did, you know, um, I think there's a mention mm. in one of the uh King Arthur stories of someone falling on their own sword, but the original mention is King Saul uh in the middle of battle, so yeah, he died okay. because he got a witch to bring back the spirit of a prophet. <laughs> Yeah, was idea, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, that was a bad idea. Yeah, He should
1: have picked someone else. He should have been like, I summoned Genghis Khan to help me in battle. <laughs> oh,
4: he takes people from the future? The yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I want. Can you bring
1: back Goliath, but on my side? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> bring back uh, the serpent. That tempted even the garden and having go to the enemy <laughs> army and do some shit. Yeah, there's
2: a that million would have been other better people if he to bring called back. called the devil. Yeah, bring to come back the devil. If Saul's
1: going that hard, if he's like, all right, I'm just gonna, I don't care about God. I mean, it's witchcraft time. Fuck David. He's the worst. He may as well have been like, yo, Satan, give me like immortal demon powers and let's go. <laughs> yeah, pr- pretty What's, much anyone but Samuel would have been a fucking yeah. wise choice. Why yeah. some of the man is like, yeah. show up and go, <laughs> Saul, you fucking idiot.
2: <laughs> well, that that shows how delusional Saul was, right? He was convinced that he was so in the right that he's like, "Ah, Samuel will understand. Mm. He'll hear I mean, me." I out. think that points yeah. to yeah. that's a yeah, his so right. right. right.
3: entire like yeah. history, though. Yeah, yeah. He's- pretty clearly
2: delusional you think? And, and what's also wild about this story is like you hear all that and you're like wow i bet david like really trusted in god and was always on his side no not long after being king david kills a man to sleep with his wife Woo-hoo! oh huge
1: that's oh. yeah. an
2: alpha shit yeah. you would think that after david <laughs> that showed guess.
1: up in the same cave with his sash and was like dude it's done you're beaten Saul so would have been like all right okay fine yeah, all right.
2: He was for like a day. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I, did like, Samuel lose hours, you know?
3: Did did Samuel kind of like did he just disappear or did he like exist as like a force ghost from then on? Did they send um, him back?
2: I think so there's a lot of points in the Old Testament, well actually not just the Old Testament, New Testament as well, where whenever um one of the prophets or like uh, a big example is Jesus, the night before he was captured um and Uh, crucified, he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. And it said the spirits of Elijah and Moses came and talked with him and communed with him. So there's a lot of stories of like people who have died coming to talk to people on earth. Uh, And they're almost all peaceful. They're almost all like this is a person who lived a righteous life who's coming back to give encouragement to those who need it, like Jesus. Uh, But when Saul did it, it was the opposite of that. It. <laughs> yeah, it was a vengeful
3: <laughs> was, spirit. He brought back it the It was a vengeful spirit. Ghost. Yeah, <laughs> it was
2: fire. It was anger. So it can be imagined after that, you know, Samuel just reassumed his place in heaven. Yeah. Um, but he came down for a couple minutes to lay it on Saul and tell him that he's going to die and it's his fault.
3: Well, yeah, that's kind of even more fucked up if he was dragged out of heaven just to talk to Saul one last time. i am pretty
4: pissed, <laughs> yeah. too. You Listening to you Harps, think, uh... looking at
3: naked, beautiful angels, and then
4: all of a sudden, you're staring at this fucking maniac again. You don't, think God, God. So.
1: you don't think God would have wanted to like stop that? Like, he saw Samuel fading away, and he was like, No! Don't go!
2: if if i if i had to guess considering samuel was a prophet and talked to god with directly his whole life he i can imagine god and samuel in heaven and they see what saul's doing like mm. going to a witch so, and he so looks you at think, samuel he's like i need you to tell him one more thing so it was a, yeah, it was a case of
1: they're just like sitting on beanbag chairs playing smash brothers <laughs> and samuel's like hang on i gotta take care of something real quick i'll be right back
2: <laughs> oh hold on i gotta take yeah, this cool.
1: <laughs> quick, oh, <laughs> he comes back what i miss
2: <laughs> don't worry Saul will be here in like two minutes yeah. he just sits He's back down Saul's so
4: cringe
2: Saul says hi Saul says hi
1: heaven sounds like fun yeah.
2: <laughs> so, so yeah that, that, that was uh, Saul he was he was a goofus. He goofed up a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, he seems like a real What's goober. The, but he really redeemed himself in that TV show that came out recently.
0: Yeah, he,
2: he was really good yeah. in that
1: show. He was a good lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. Really Such came out actor. even in the end, if yeah. you think about it.
3: <laughs> yeah. Love's feet, though. Um, <laughs> alright. So, yeah, let's let's wrap that. That's a, that's a good note to end on. Soul's demise. Yes, it is. I appreciate that. <laughs> um... Thanks, thanks for joining us again, Wendy. And it's always just such a yes. pleasure to have you on the show. You really make the hour just fly by. Oh,
2: I, pre- I appreciate that. Thank you. all. I have a great time again. Sorry that I came on and did the Sunday school teacher thing. No, uh, no, it's what fun. we it wanted. Wanted. It was Shout out, so all, right, all right. I appreciate it, it. Thank you very much.
4: Including the Sunday School podcast, I, I-, I want to check this yes. out. Yes.
2: So, uh, of course, my channel, Wendigoon, which, again, thank you boys so much for having me on. Always enjoyed it. Always happy to come on. Uh, The Weird Bible podcast, where it's like me and my friend essentially doing this for a couple hours on end, is on his channel called The Lore Lodge. It's just The Lore Lodge on YouTube. His name's Aiden Mattis. Great guy. Me and him are going to be making some in-person videos soon. Uh, But we have the Weird Bible podcast on there where we talk about all kinds of weird and wacky biblical stories. So, uh, yes, Windigoon and the Lore Lodge. Check them out if you want to. And thank you all so much for listening. And again, thank you, boys, for having me on. It means the most.
0: Yeah, Thanks for coming back. on. I'm glad that you were able to come around again.
2: Absolutely. Anytime. Anytime.
0: That was
3: fun. Yeah, it was so much fun. It's always fun. Uh, Yeah. Thanks, guys, for listening. Everyone at home, thank you. we got a Patreon, patreon.com slash the official podcast for bonus episodes. Other than that, just go check out Wendy Good stuff. He does really high quality content on YouTube, just mm-hmm. really entertaining videos. And yeah, check out that podcast that he does as well. Uh, I'll put some links in the description. Uh, yeah, go check that out. Um, yeah, that's everything. We'll see you next time.
1: Thanks, everyone. Right. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.